0: Yes, yes. Welcome to Conversations of the Heart, Season 3, Episode 11. It is me, it's your boy, T-Tail. Uh, it's going to be a good one t- today. We are going to be talking about mental health wealth with the incredible Dr. Lori. Um, we are going to be getting into everything about safe spaces, the stigmas on therapy, uh, stigmas about therapy in the community breaking generational traumas, you know, maintaining your mental health. Uh, we're going to be getting into a lot of different uh, topics of conversation surrounding mental health. We talk a lot about um, health as well. We talk a lot about generational wealth and things like that. But rarely do we have a conversation surrounding mental health wealth. Um, and so this is something that's definitely... Uh, important to me on each one of my shows, I try to incorporate something about mental health um, and tie it in together with our everyday life, right? To improve, to be better. And uh, I'm looking forward uh, to having this conversation t- today with the incredible Dr. Laurie. Like, i see, she just entered the, the chat. Let me see if I can. Get... Good, good, good. So. Appreciate you coming on the show. Thank you so um, much. So I have a list here of Dr. Lurie. Um, She is the owner of International Hearts Counseling Services. She is an assistant professor of psychology, licensed professional counselor, uh, national board certified counselor, approved clinic supervisor, philanthropist author. Uh, there's, there's not much that you're not, okay? <laughs> um, you know, so... Um, I appreciate you, and if I miss anything, please tell me. Uh, but I appreciate you coming on the show to have this much-needed discussion about mental health, wealth. Uh, Thank we ha- you for and we talk me. a lot. Of course, we talk a lot about me- um, financial wealth, gen- generational wealth, health as wealth, our physical uh, health, and things like that. But we. We rarely have these conversations about our mental health. Well, so, you know, I think you are the the, the best person to have this conversation with um, because we have a lot going on. But before we get into it, you know, tell everybody, um, you know, just who you are, um, what you do, the services that you provide, right, and why you chose to get into this field.
1: absolutely. Well, I am, again, Dr. Laurie. thank you so much, Terrence, for the introduction. I am the owner of a private practice in Intentional mm-hmm. Health Counseling Services, which is located in Ocean Township, uh, Oakhurst, actually, Township, uh, New Jersey. I'm also an assistant professor of psychology and counseling at Georgian Court University in Lakewood, New Jersey, and mm-hmm. I've been in the field of mental health for about 15 years, going on 16 years. Um, mm-hmm. You know, I look a little bit younger, but I'm not, so... <laughs>
0: We already know okay. it don't crack. We already know it don't crack. We know. We know okay. what time it is. How,
1: how have you been in the field for so long? I have.
0: <laughs> yeah. Now we already know it don't crack. We, right, we know.
1: Right. Right. Exactly. We know. Exactly.
0: It's a blessing.
1: Um, yeah. That, amen. <laughs> But yes, I've been in the field for about 15 years, and I've worked in pretty much every area of mental health that you could think of, um, from working with people with chronic mental illness, like schizophrenia, uh-huh. um, to working in foster care system with children, uh, youth in the foster care system, um, at children in DCP&P, which is a division of Child and Family Services here in New Jersey. Um, I've worked in crisis. I've worked in outpatient care, I've worked in in in-home therapy, and uh, you know, currently private practice is what I do part-time, but Mm -hmm. I'm a full-time tenure-track professor, so educating students to do this work um, is what I do, but also I still practice, Uh, and that really informs the work that I do as an educator, and I'm a counselor educator, um, and so I can tell you a little bit about Um, the type of counseling, the type of work I do as a therapist. I'm a licensed professional counselor, licensed to practice here in the state of New Jersey. Um, Licensed professional counselors do everything from advocacy to uh, empowering clients, to guiding clients, to finding the answers that they need to move forward in life. Um, And so my background, uh, sorry if I'm overstating or if I'm (laughs)
0: No, no, we got to let the people know the reason why you are on the show. Be clear. I want people to know, like, you, Absolutely. you certified.
1: Absolutely, yeah. So I began um, my education in the field of psychology, received my bachelor's degree in psychology. I went on and pursued a master's degree in psychological counseling, which is a little bit of a, a different direction from psychology, but very similar also. Um, and then I completed a postmaster's certificate in professional counseling. And that's when I really headed into the counseling route because it just was a, a fit for me. It resonated deeply for me, just the work that counselors do. Uh, I went mm-hmm. on to pursue a PhD in counseling uh, from Barry University in Miami, Florida with a specialization in mar- marital, excuse me, in family counseling. So that's another area of interest that I have working with couples and families. Um, and helping to support and encourage and enhance uh, their their lives and their dynamics. So uh, that's wow. something that I also do. And in my practice, I have treated a majority of, of people dealing with different array of mental illness. But currently in my practice, I work with women and we work with women's issues and, you know, just helping them uh, get to a place in life where they feel like they're reaching their optimal level. Um, I worked with teams at one point, and I kind mm-hmm. of moved away kind of grown um, in a different area, but I just, there's so many areas that I've worked in that I've loved and appreciated, and I really feel that it's made me well-rounded as a, a counselor uh, slash therapist, so yeah, I, I've worked in a couple different areas, <laughs> a couple
0: mm-hmm. different um, More than a couple. <laughs>
1: thank you thank more you. than a couple
0: um so so this is the reason why we're having you on the show um because you've worked in the vast a vast arena of areas yes. that our community needs and it's good yes. to see representation um and representation matters so the fact that you're actually educating of uh, the youth to come up in this field is really amazing mm-hmm. because we, we need more counselors and therapists that look like us right? Right, right you know like i was looking for a dermatologist like and i was like i want one that looks like me like you know because they probably understand a little bit more about my sure. skin and everything else whatever That's the case right. is right That's um right, right? <laughs> so so it's, it's really good to that you are are actually in the seat and then you're actually preparing the next generation so thank you right. for doing that work um so when it comes to therapy right so uh, why therapy? Um, I know why. I think I know why. But I want to okay. hear y- your reason why. Why therapy?
1: Absolutely. So uh, why do you? Uh, the question yeah, is why yeah, do why, people, you know, why why would you yeah,
0: well, Why would you want to choose therapy? Because there's stigmas around therapy. There's yeah. stigmas around therapy, and we're gonna get to that in in a moment. But why should you go? Why should you take oh, the step to go? Absolutely. Well,
1: I'm gonna try to make this <laughs> without making it an hour long. <laughs>
0: Yeah, listen, listen, we can
1: about
0: go. About <laughs> no, listen, we can go.
1: I'll try to keep this short and, and, and really sweet because it is going to be the best degree of self-care that you can give yourself. Therapy, counseling, whatever you want to call it, psychotherapy, um, all many different terms for one thing, um, will allow an individual to really identify what's going on within them, but also to have an objective person who's not a part of your life provide uh, a way for you to gain introspection so that you can move forward um it's important to to see someone who is educated and who has knowledge and insight that can also provide an objective opinion they're not involved in your life so it's different than talking to your mother it's different than talking to your best friend it's different Mm -hmm. than talking to your spouse or your girlfriend or your boyfriend or whoever Mm -hmm. This is someone who has no tie to you, but they're there to assist Mm -hmm. you and help you. And so, like I said, it's the best thing that a person can do to really care for themselves, to really show themselves that they're worth the time, they're worth the effort to really Mm -hmm. find out what's going on with them. What's going on? What do we need to do to work on, uh, you know, maybe fixing a couple of things, maybe changing a couple of things so that we can move forward and we can be better
0: in life mm, wow absolutely it's for me i think therapy is is something that it kind of it gives you accountability to you know so sometimes yeah. you go to your friends to vent right mm-hmm. you go to your mom to vent and everybody's going to tell you what probably not everybody but a lot of people right. tell you what you want to hear right right exactly. Um, exactly but a lot of times like when you go to an unbiased person yeah they they'll put the mirror in front of you and, and say hey man this is you bro but this sis. Exactly. Like exactly. you, you need to make changes for yourself right. and strategize mm-hmm. about doing those things. Right?
1: Exactly.
0: It's it's like a fit. It's not quite the same. But but if you go to a fitness trainer, right? right they're gonna go to you and say, "We're we gonna put you on the scale." Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and that number is you. That number right. on the scale is you. Whether you like it or whether you don't.
2: Exactly. This is what it is. That's but I, right. <laughs>
0: we can formulate a plan for you to begin the work exactly. so so that you can start getting to the goals that you want to get to.
2: Exactly.
0: Right? Exactly. And people do that all the time, which is great because you're supposed to be physically healthy, right? right. But when it, when it comes to your mental health for some reason, for some okay. strange reason, there's stigmas going around, you know, oh, I'm not, you know, I don't want to be labeled. I -hmm. I don't want to be diagnosed. I don't want them to put me on medication. I don't, you know, I'm not crazy. You know, all these terms and all of of, of, of these things, right. Begin to just pop out, especially in, and I can't speak for other house. I can't speak for other people, but I -hmm. I know, especially in the black community, there's a lot of stigmas around mental health therapy, things Mm -hmm. like that. You know, they'll say, hey, listen, what happens in this house, stays in this house, Shh, yeah. be quiet, right? Exactly. Just keep it in-house, right? But then exactly. what happens is you guys have a family unit. This It's dysfunctional. Then yeah. it doesn't stay in the house. You have kids. Exactly. And then yeah. you pass it on to the kids. And then they go create new houses,
2: right? right?
0: And they pass on dysfunction exactly. to dysfunction and yes. generation to generation so it doesn't stay in the house
2: exactly. and that's
0: why it never made exactly. sense to me that oh be quiet keep everything in the house right yeah. and then most of us yeah. were brought up a lot of us were also brought up in in religious households too
2: mm-hmm. exactly. don't say
0: anything talk to the bishop talk to the pastor you know just pray about it be quiet don't say nothing just talk to god about it if if you're still going through it you're not praying enough you're not doing this enough you're not fasting enough you're not tithing enough everything (laughs) is like it's you not enough right exactly (laughs) and so but at the same time if you broke your leg and it's hanging like this They'll tell you, yeah. oh, man, I think you should go to the hospital. You're not going to go to your pastor and, and say, excuse me, pastor, can, exactly. can you put my leg back together, please? Right?
1: Exactly. You're not going
0: to do that. But for some reason, when it comes to this whole mental health thing, it's, yeah, there's, yeah, always, a, there's always a stigma around it. Right?
1: Yeah. And I really don't know where, if I can be honest, I don't know where that stigma, like where it originated. Um, because I do believe in the black community, it really is strong. Um, there is this belief that is, like you had just mentioned, if you have something going on with, well, first of all, let's, let's take it back. That mm-hmm. ther- if you go to therapy, you are quote-unquote crazy. I don't know where that came from. Therapy, first of all, I, I don't like the term crazy at all.
2: Exactly. That
1: is not an appropriate term to use, and we need to get yep. rid of it. We need to dismantle that. Um, mm-hmm. Mental illness is real, and as you say it, it's just like having diabetes it's just like having any other type of medical condition it's a disorder that people experience and it's real and so Mm -hmm. we have to get this out of our minds that because it's up here and people can't actually physically see it that it doesn't exist Uh Um, and so you know talking about this whole idea of if you go to you know a counselor or a therapist first of all as you mentioned, I wanted to piggyback just for a moment. Um, You mentioned about secrets and secrets in households. And it's the same thing about seeing a therapist. If I go to see a therapist, then now I'm going to expose all my truths, all my secrets, all the things that I don't want anyone to know. And, And because of that, exactly what you just stated, because of that mindset, you know, children are taught this. We don't talk about our business outside of the household so as people become older and they you know get to be adults they hold on to that narrative okay my mother my father told me we don't talk or share our business outside of the household I'm not going to talk to a therapist and share my business with someone this is Mm -hmm. private and so they suffer silently people suffer Mm. silently all the time and they don't have to but Mm. the mindset it's Mm. the mindset it's the Mm. cognition surrounding Mental health and mental health treatment, and to be honest you don't have to come you don't even have to have actual diagnosis to come to therapy in terms of let me let me kind of reframe um, there will be some type of diagnosis that will come out just because if you're going to a therapist insur- re- insurance reimbursement but it doesn't mean there's many different types of uh, diagnosis that someone can get and they're not all related to chronic mental illness um, right. you know so I think that the whole idea of if I go, they're going to put me on medication, I'm going to, uh, you know, maybe end up in a hospital setting or an institution, right. or I think that's where people really their minds go immediately, that something right. really terrible is going to happen. And it's scary for them. I, I also can think that it, it's a scary situation going to see, you know, someone who is a professional in the the helping profession who, you know, works in mental health, but you mm-hmm. can go for an array of reasons, relationship issues, career issues.
0: There's everything so
1: Anything. It's anything. Grief. grief and loss. It's
0: Absolutely. Yeah. Yes.
1: And,
0: and and that's where and to me, and that's the thing, not and not everything is gonna be medication. Oh, I don't wanna be medicated. Correct. You don't have to be medicated. Correct. You don't have to be medicated and you don't Correct. like that's not what that is for.
2: No. Right. No. right? No. Like you can
0: <laughs> like like you can go to the doctor and, and he's like, Look you know your vitamin D is very low. You know what I mean? Right. Like I'm gonna, I'm gonna prescribe you some vitamins. I'm gonna call it a day. Exactly. God bless. And, 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 that, exactly. and that's it. It's only if something is really like you know right. that that needs to be diagnosed. Exactly. You know, really in that way. But, right. but people, right. but, but like I said, people can go to therapy for any for anything that you want.
1: Exactly. Right. Anything, anything at all, and it can be just because you you need to maybe clear out some things. Maybe there's some interpersonal things that you're dealing with that you need to try to make sense of. That's what we're mm-hmm. here for. We're here to, the, to figure this out.
0: Exactly. And and me being a coach, what I'd like to, to tell my clients is, listen, I'm here to deal with your future as as yeah. a life coach. I'm here yeah. to put you on a path for the future, right? Yeah. About your goals yeah. and what you set up for the future.
1: Absolutely. But
0: it's up, there are things that I'm hearing that... I exactly. That you need additional.
1: That's right. Additional,
0: that you should probably talk to a professional about That's this.
1: Right. Exactly. Right. Exactly. And
0: therefore, you can get the assistance you need to unpack the things mm-hmm. that are happening in your past,
1: exactly. so that you can
0: have the future that you want. Correct. With, that we're building for you. But if Correct. we're building this future, if we're building this future for you for, for your goals, right? But you haven't unpacked your past. You're gonna have a lot of things living in your head, rent free. Exactly. And it's gonna block your. It's gonna block your future in a lot of different ways, whether in relationship, yeah. business, family, because yeah. you can't operate fully because you haven't unpacked the things that you need to unpack, and you're exactly. feeling heavy all the time. You're feeling full, like you're Absolutely. feeling just always ready. Like whether it be anger or or, yeah. or or grief, whatever that is, you're carrying it, and and it's exactly. heavy, and it's a hard and heavy cross to bear exactly. and so a lot of times you can't prepare for your future no. fully no. until no. you get some help right yeah.
1: and a lot of times what it does too is it impedes their 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 presence so where they are right now it's like you're wondering why you're you're stagnated and you can't move forward it's because you have all of this weight on I tell a lot of my clients a lot of the, the time I use the metaphor uh from Erica Badu's bag lady and I say you know <laughs> this, that song is so metaphoric and it's so true like you're carrying all these bags all of this weight is on your shoulders you're holding it and you're dragging it and carrying it into your future but the bags are just building. They're not going away. You're just adding to it. They're multiplying. So imagine, like, look at that as all of the stuff that you're carrying. hmm And you're taking it with you everywhere you go until you release it.
0: Listen, it's, I always... You don't have to. <laughs> you, you're 100% right. I always say baggage is expensive. You better ask the airline companies.
2: <laughs>
0: you better exactly. travel light.
2: Exactly. You better,
0: you better travel light. Because if it's over 50 pounds, <laughs> you're going to pay right right. like you know what i mean so you know so (laughs) it's heavy Mm -hmm. and i think that even especially in our community and i think that women i I believe that women have a done an amazing job at being expressive um unpacking traumas you know going going, both you know open to going to therapy um but then being expressive, even from a young child, because they, they were always taught to express themselves, crying is okay, yeah. right? They, you know, acknowledging their emotions. So sure, women have done sure. an amazing job since they were younger, you Absolutely. know, at expressing themselves. And that's why Absolutely. I'm such a, 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 an advocate for men to sure. get into therapy. Um,
1: Absolutely. 100%. Be,
0: because yeah. for us, everybody's talking, about, oh, we need healthy relationships. We need healthy this. And, we need healthy communities, and I'm like, yeah, but
1: yeah.
0: that's great. Yeah. How do we get there? Right.
1: Exactly. Because
0: it's good to say a lot of the women are already there. Like yeah. they're they're waiting. Like, hey, I'm waiting for you. <laughs> that's
2: right. You know. Um. The truth.
0: But for us, for a lot of men, it's like, yeah, no. And but what? But the but what's the why behind that?
2: Exactly. The
0: why behind that is because we were never given the permission to. Even express our emotions. So how no. do you expect me never to express my emotions as a child, teenager,
1: exactly.
0: whatever the case is, and, and then now at thirty years old, you you want me to just open myself up?
1: Exactly, and it's not easy. That it's not, not easy.
0: It's it's not, and a lot of times it doesn't happen.
1: No. Period. No. So especially in the black community, because oh. there, <laughs> there's just a whole other discussion that can come from that, um, especially when we talk about masculinity. And we just talk about generally, and in society, boys don't cry. You know, that's one of the, the phrases that's used quite often. And, mm-hmm. you know, we, we put these these labels on what it, is, what it means to be a male in society, but then you throw on being a black male in society. And so there, there's so many layers to it. Um, and so how do we expect black men to ever truly open up when we don't invite that or encourage it? We don't encourage it.
0: Mm. we don't encourage it and that's mm. why i think just trying to have trying to navigate these conversations to begin to get more men into therapy so that sure. now in turn that uh, when we start having you know families and going yeah. forward now we have more of, of a structure that we're more com- com- communicative now we that's can right. express emotions in a healthy way because normally right. for men the only acceptable emotion that we can show is anger
1: yeah absolutely.
0: but then we're black but but but, but then we get crucified for it too So, so, you know, so it's it's trying to being able to get more men into therapy, seeing the benefits of therapy and how it changes and shapes their life. And then going in to creating a a home where now when they see their son trying to express themselves, they can notice it and say, it's okay, express it. And for women to say, hey, it's okay, because we're both at fault with that when, when it comes to kids. Don't cry, man up. Stop exactly. being a
2: right. right. A
0: lot of these yeah. things that are yeah. said to young boys it hardens them at an early age, right? It's so and tragic. it's it, and then it's it becomes to your your exactly. baby, your adolescence, and junior high school, and yeah. high school, college, and next thing you know, you're a full blown adult with rage in you, with a lot of rage and a lot of anger.
1: Absolutely. Absolutely.
0: What people don't understand is at some point, at some point, it's yeah. gonna come out.
1: Exactly. It is. It has. It needs a place to go.
0: Right, it needs, and normally it, it it's can't anger stay
1: within. Yeah, exactly, and that's exactly what it is. That's it's unexpressed emotion that comes out in anger when you don't have the words or you don't know how to express it because maybe lack of emotional intelligence because it wasn't encouraged as a yeah. child, as a young adult, as a teen, even. Um, it comes out in anger. It comes out in um, you know sometimes hostile violent behavior too all of that is unexpressed emotions that needs a place to go and we see it on the outside as rage yep yep but what if that was encouraged would it and then like you were saying if we you know had an opportunity to tell our sons, you know as they were younger to cry mm-hmm. express yourself let's talk about what's going on tell me about your feelings mm-hmm. anyway, wouldn't that be a beautiful world <laughs>
0: It 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 would be because when you talk about healthy families, right? Women are actually they're getting involved with these men, with yeah. with a lot of men who have these issues, right? Mm-hmm. And they, and and now the men are taking the anger out on the woman,
1: exactly. right? Exactly, and it creates and a cycle. A cycle it creates the family dynamic. Because when they have children, the ch- i mean, yeah, cycle. the children, the children, see children it. are seeing this. They're observing this. They are modeling it.
0: It's and this different. is why, and this is why I believe these these types of conversations need need to be had a lot more yeah. in our community because sure. we really need a lot of a lot of help in this area. Yeah. Because, especially when it comes to grief. Yeah. Um. You know we grieve a lot of different things every day and people Absolutely. feel like oh grief is just for death and it's like no like that's no. a part of it um <laughs> <One>. <laughs> of course it's a part of it right yeah. you know yes. but that's one part of it yeah like we live in a generation where we get tons of information every single day stuff that we had to wait for like i want to date myself but like the daily news like to you know what i mean or, or mm-hmm. like the news channel to report or something like that exactly. now with all these social media outlets, we get the news before it hits the TV. Mm-hmm. You know, we keep seeing somebody else getting gunned down, this sure. person's dying, this celebrity's sure. dying, this person's sick, and we're and, and we're always doing this and taking yeah. and taking. And then we and then we have our own problems and then people exactly. losing jobs. Yeah. And, in inflation and and in exactly. a lot of these different things you know people are yes. getting divorced people are breakups whatever the case is whatever that person is dealing with we're grieving exactly. all this stuff at the same time there's there's covid there's a there's all these different yes. things Monkeypox. i didn't it's crazy i didn't even know what this, I know this was <laughs> monkeypox. i was like <laughs>
1: right. where am I? going i know something new every day it's it's ridiculous
0: so when you think about that, right, Yeah, for a lot of people, they're in constant grief mode and they don't even know it.
1: Exactly. exactly. Their emotions
0: and, are always in flux.
1: Exactly. And it's like, how are people expected to manage those emotions when they don't have the tools to do so? And exactly. so as self-care for myself as a therapist, I don't watch the news. You know, if I need to see something... I'll take a look online or of course I can always go to a channel or I can ask my mother, (laughs) she Uh watches, (laughs) Uh Uh she can alert me, but I don't watch it because I don't want that type of information, constantly flooding me constantly. Um, just upsetting information often. So I want to, to take that in on a daily basis. And Uh so, you know, sometimes, people have to just take a break whether it's a social media break whether it's a news break <laughs> and not watching the news or not looking at things online for a while take a break because i think we're overly inundated we wonder why children are dealing with adhd you know we wonder why it, it they're being over inundated with information constantly and it's overstimulating and even for adults overstimulating mm-hmm. so I think there are times where we have to slow down and we just have to yeah. take a break and we have to shut down not from the world but just from you know some of these things that are are just causing too much stress
0: you know we mentioned that about kids and te- mm-hmm. and technology and a lot of information you know yeah. sometimes I have a lot of godchildren, godchildren, and yeah. um they're so smart like I yeah. remember. It made me feel so so dumb, you know. Because um, yeah. when I was their age, I was playing like with GI Joes and Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, and I was <laughs> building yeah. blocks and things yeah. like that, you know. Yeah. And you know, I remember yeah. when my godchildren had a tablet, and I and I, I thought she needed help, and I said, like, "Oh, let me, oh yeah, let me get that for you." And and she was like, "No, all you gotta do is just swipe left, swipe right." And, and I was like, "Yeah." I was yeah. like, oh, "Okay, because you don't need me." I, was right? like, I guess you don't need me for nothing no, i was no. like wow you know it they makes you think enough. you know i'm like yeah. so imagine that information now that's the good part about oh, it gosh. but there is another part of there's another part of it right that yeah. can make them have you know a lot of information sometimes it is, exactly. is not it's
1: not good. good no no right because the same thing that we're watching and seeing online and the information, like going back to what you were say, uh, stating about the news and just being inundated with you know, terrible news, um, really graphic news. Mm-hmm. They're also receiving that same information. It's very easy for them to uh, you know, find it displayed on their tablets or their mm. cell phones or their c- computers. It's very easy to gain access to that. So they're experiencing it very similarly to adults and they shouldn't. It's too much, and they don't even know how to process that information, uh, like adults might be able to. Again, adults Mm. still have difficulty processing, but imagine a child trying Mm -hmm. to process that and make sense of what's going on. Uh, Kind of talking, I just finished teaching a crisis intervention class for the summer, um, Mm. and one of the things that came up was the school shooting in Texas. And so I'm thinking about children having to go back to school in the fall you know, gaining this information. Of course, this is not something new that we've experienced, right. but for a child,
0: it's different it's, times.
1: It's a yeah, Yes. Yeah. It really wow. is. I mean, so, there's so many layers.
0: There, there. I mean, it, it's 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 crazy how many layers that we can go down here. Yeah. And speaking of, like you know, with children, mm-hmm. you know, being being a therapist, like how early do you think? Um, a child or families should go together for counseling.
1: Yeah. Hmm. That's debatable, but mm-hmm. I've honestly yeah. seen children as young as three. Wow. I've actually counseled years ago a child that was three years old um, dealing with trauma. Dealing with wow. trauma that occurred very early on. So, you know, it really just depends. There's play therapists that can assist a three-year-old. Um, mm-hmm. But really, it can be challenging, too, when they're that young, because they really don't understand what's going on. But if right. especially, let's say it's a, a, a Division of Children and Family Service type of case where um, they, you know, a court has ordered or mandated counseling for the family and the child, I would say a play therapist could really help to kind of gather information from the child to find out if anything is going on or maybe what they've been um, kind of subjected to. Um, mm-hmm. So that that's one way, but yeah, as early as three, I can honestly say that's been my experience. Uh, that is very no. young, though. But
0: that is very young. It's necessary. Kind of, <laughs> <kind> of surprised. <laughs> yeah. I, that number that number shocked me. Um, yeah. I wasn't expecting that. No. So three years old. Okay. Wow.
2: Three. Because that
0: was more old. so. I was thinking like eight, nine. That, um, that would—that's that would what sense. I was thinking. Be yeah. like, you know, once they can start to feel certain things, and once yeah. they can start to formulate what's going on and how they're feeling and express how they're feeling, or yeah. or, or maybe they, or maybe they're going through things that that they don't want right. to express to to their parents. Yeah, you know. So I was thinking more about eight or nine, but wow, three, yeah. three really, threw, three threw me. That wow. Really,
1: and you know why? Wow really, like I was stating, the trauma that people deal with, and again, I know that we kind of talked or touched upon trauma just briefly, but mm-hmm. we're, we're talking about trauma that happens. We're talking about sexual abuse, child abuse that's happening, mm. physical abuse, I'm sorry, child abuse, yes. and uh, it forms of sexual abuse and physical abuse, verbal abuse that's happening when the child's an infant as early as infancy. So that's where three years old would actually be reasonable, because let's say they were subjected to all of this very, very young, you know, as soon as they were born, Mm -hmm. um, until they were three, um, if a therapist can get, you know, a hold of a family, or let's say a family's brought to them, rather, and they're able Uh to kind of intervene, that would be appropriate. But in a perfect world, (laughs) when the child is able to gain some type of emotional intelligence, that's really when we would want to see them uh, in therapy. But unfortunately, because of trauma and the cases of trauma and what's really going on,
0: Mm-hmm.
1: We're seeing kids much younger, much wow. younger. Yeah,
0: and and you touched on emotional intelligence. That's mm-hmm. my that's like one of my favorite things. <laughs> um, yeah, because it emotional intelligence to me is one of the best traits that you could ever have. Like emotional intelligence, like because it goes along with everything in life. Yeah, right. How like yeah. how to speak to people. Right. How to manage your own emotions right exactly. and how to manage like like manage how you respond to other people how too.
1: respond exactly right exactly.
0: those are like, those are things that always go into emotional in- intelligence Absolutely. right and, and it's key in relationships and a lot of times yes. in relationships you don't ask if one person doesn't have emotional intelligence yes. and the other person does It's going to be a rough, it's going to be a rough ride. It's going to
1: be challenging. It's going
0: going to be very, (laughs) it's going to be very challenging um, on so many levels. Um,
1: Exactly. Yeah.
0: And, and, and so when it comes to emotional um, intelligence as a therapist, is that something that you go, well, I assume it is something that you go through with your uh, clients who need, who you think need that? Because it stems from some type of trauma probably, or something from their, their past, right? Yeah. Absolutely, Mm. Um,
1: Mm. absolutely, that's something we do have to touch upon initially um, to just get especially, you know, and hopefully we have an opportunity to kind of talk if if anyone is interested in wanting to seek therapy, like what that process actually even looks like. I would love to get into that
0: at some point. Oh, we're going to get there. Uh,
1: Okay. We're going to get there. (laughs) I won't won't jump ahead, but really at the intake appointment, that's when I would try to figure out or make sense of what their emotional intelligence is. Um, Mm -hmm. And and where they're at with it. And, you know, often when we talk about cases of trauma, and when a person's been abused, it's very, very low, um, as you were just stating, and and people go on, they get in relationships, they have children. And now we're talking about that cycle again happening, um, because they're passing this on. Uh, Mm -hmm. They're limiting what they can provide to their family, what they can provide to their children because they're lacking in their own emotional intelligence. So that is something I do try to assess at the very beginning so that if we need to work through helping you develop it as an adult, that's what we we have to do. Um, And sometimes that can be challenging for someone like we talked about just a little bit earlier, someone who's Mm -hmm. never developed it completely. um, Someone who was taught that we don't express emotions. We don't talk about how we're feeling. You come from that type of household to actually have to engage in that type of discussion can be so challenging. And as a therapist, trying to pull it out um, can be even more difficult um, when the person's not receptive, but that's why we're patient. (laughs) We do our best to work with the person and just really get them to trust and, and also, um, I'm a person-centered therapist, um, which is Carl Uh Roger's Theory. And Uh it's really about being present with the client and and meeting the client where they are. And that's what I Uh do. So I'm there and we're going to take as long as we need to take um, until you feel comfortable enough with me to open up. And that's really, I think really facilitates developing and growing that uh, emotional intelligence, Um, really trusting the therapist, really feeling like this is a safe space for me. This is a safe place where I can, express how i'm feeling talk about how i'm feeling and then also gain tools to go home and mm-hmm. use this appropriately
0: wow. um,
1: yeah yeah very I like important
0: that. i like that yeah. so i want to touch us on, on something uh that kind of how we met you know so
2: yeah, yeah. you notice i had a hat on <laughs> yeah and
0: it's on my shirt too it says god and therapy do both right and that's how and it. that's exactly how we met, right? Yes, yes. And we talked about and it was like, okay, and we talked about, you know, those things and, yes. and I'm so glad that that we were able to meet because now I we're know. doing this. Um and, and it's amazing. <laughs> yes, um, perfect time. You know it was amazing, right? Yes, so yes. I wanna to touch on that because I think it's very important because a lot of a lot of us yes. have come up in religious households and spiritual households and things like that and there's stigmas there that you see you got to be one or the other right Mm -hmm. like if you go to the therapist then you're of the world you know and you don't trust god (laughs) and it's a lot of guilt and shame that goes along with that you know there's there's other stigmas that come along with shame but then when you add that plus this so you got to deal with the outside world shaming you about therapy and then every sunday you know, like mm-hmm. it's the same thing, right? So it's yes, just, yeah, and it and it comes from it's just passed down. It is what it is. But absolutely, how do you maintain your spirituality, your walk, your walk yeah. with God, and being mm-hmm. being able to do therapy? I just think it's yeah. simple, but I but yeah. for for but it's not a simple thing. I get it, but for me, I just don't care. I'm gonna have yeah. my walk over <laughs> here. And and then I'm going to get on the phone over here, you you know, and and I'm going to have both, right? Right,
2: exactly. And
0: that's, to me, that's so important because for me, if you believe in God, it says faith without works is dead. That's what you believe, right? Yeah. So if I have faith over here and I'm doing the work over here, Mm
2: -hmm. doesn't that mean that
0: both can work?
1: Mm -hmm. So why Mm
0: -hmm. is it? So why is it? especially when you grow up in, in, in a religious household and church and yeah. at a younger age, and there's nothing wrong with that. That's that's a good thing sure. to a point, but sure. there's stigmas that come with that, right? Um, when it comes to your mental health, right? Yeah, yeah. I don't know if, you, if, if you've if you come across it a lot, um, yeah. but how, what advice do you give somebody to kind of being able to get out of the shame of, if I go to therapy, that means I don't believe in God, and that means that God thinks that, I don't trust him and this and that like like how do you break those because those walls are thick
1: they are they They really are absolutely they are they're they're very structured walls (laughs) that are embedded in people's minds and they've been taught this Mm -hmm. um, rhetoric that (laughs) has been passed down from one generation to the next and so kind of what I, I shared a little bit earlier is the same philosophy I use. I kind of say, do you go to the doctor when you're not feeling well? And I say yes. And what's wrong with going to the doctor when you're not mentally feeling well?
0: <laughs> it's that simple for me? But it's, but it's, it's really not that simple.
1: And, 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 and the interesting thing is... Mm. People that see me say, Well, that's why I'm here now. So I get it. I'm like, Great, you're right, here. That's, right, right. Um, but for people who don't go, um, it's interesting because again, it goes back to this narrative that people are carrying about mental illness and mm. that you are quote unquote crazy if you see a therapist or if something's going on, you know, with you that something is really It's not worth talking to. You have to figure it out on your own. You have to pray it away. And this is, I think it's... That
0: right there. That right there. What you just said right there. You You got to pray pray it away away. or go talk to the, or go talk to the pastor and let him pray over you.
1: Yes. And, And the thing with that is you're limiting yourself to your growth potential because, the pastor, pastor, bishop, reverend can only take you but so far because they're not trained to handle certain um, areas uh, unless they receive training. Some have, and that's wonderful, mm-hmm. but some have to refer out, which is really appropriate and great. Um, but the idea that it's a separation—yeah. Uh, for me, I'm a Christian. I'm I'm a therapist. I'm a Christian.
2: Mm-hmm. The only
1: reason I do what I do is because of God. So. If you tell me that you can't see me because you are a Christian, then I think it's pointless what I do because this is very purposeful and I know that it's my gift. I know that it's my mm. purpose and I'm living it out mm. because only God gave me this gift and gave me this ability. I could have been doing anything else, but he put me here. And so You could have really, been
0: anywhere in the world. but That's you right. right.
1: Here. I'm right here. I'm right here. Wow. There, wow. You know, could have been different directions and I, I hold him as the the key to why I'm here. And the work that I do is fueled by him. I'm just a vessel. So, you know, that's, that's really how I view it. And so if someone were to question, you know, I can't see you because this is like you said, being in the world and and, you know, I should be able to turn to God and I should be able to ask him to, you know, remove whatever I'm dealing with and just keep praying and praying. I would say, well, God created this, you know, field. I do believe he put me in it, and so it can't be bad, because the only thing that's going to come from therapy is good, and God is good
0: all the time. It,
1: it, 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 that's right.
0: You <laughs> so can't like, say you that can't. to a black person without him saying that. I know, you know, what I mean? know, it just rolls, on, it, it just rolls off the tongue. You know what I <laughs> mean? It always, is what it is.
1: <laughs> but that's, you know, it's so true. Like, what what's the worst that can happen? What do you really think that's going to happen? Or really, what do you think is going to happen that's going to put you um in a place where you're going against god with therapy it can only improve your life
2: Mm -hmm. and there
1: are christian counselors out there if you really feel that strongly you know again i'm a christian i I don't identify as a christian counselor because i want to be able to touch upon
0: everyone
1: that's right and that's what i I
0: love
1: yeah i don't want to just kind of cut myself off and you know for people to say i don't want to see you because you identify as a christian counselor i want everybody to come to me um and and you can touch
0: more more people that way
1: that's right and i don't shove my faith into everyone's face because that's unethical i can't do that but no (laughs) just myself just myself just let me just let your light shine and that's really what i try to do but there are christian counselors. so if someone feels really strongly that they must see someone um, you know, that they feel like is within their faith, there are counselors out there that self identify as Christian counselors, they have an association, they exist, and that's who you can go see, and that's fine, and they're licensed you know and and they can practice ethically and mm-hmm. that's fine, but I think again, that stigma that's attached to it that you're not living by faith, you're not walking by faith you're <laughs> you know you're you're not walking by faith if you go to see a therapist, you just need to walk by faith. I think we need to stop that. Because we're hurting a lot of people and we're endangering them. Imagine someone who's suicidal. You just tell them to, you know, just go walk by faith and pray it away. Yes, you can do that, but also you need to have someone to help you. You need to seek help because now your life is at risk.
0: Seek qualified, qualified help. People who have people who have actually done the work. Talking to pastors, you know, talking to pastors is cool. You know. Yes. I'm not necessarily a fan of it per se, but nevertheless, if that's what you want to do, that's fine, but here's sure, the thing. sure, Also, get somebody qualified to back, uh, uh, that can help exactly. you with depression, that's who's right. a trained professional to walk that's you through right. depression, to walk you through anxiety, or whatever that's the right. things that's going on in your life that is exactly. a professional that can actually help you go through those things, break it down for you, exactly. and help you unpack those things. Yes, exactly. praying for you, Yes, no problem. But also get with somebody who is qualified to help you because you would not go to your bishop if your arm is hanging off like this and say, please put it back together. Please put it back together. Just pray it away. (laughs)
1: Exactly. Because guess what? What would the bishop
0: do? He would he would do what? i tell you. People would like, Uh, can you, can, uh, yeah, no, I'll pray for That's you at the right. hospital. But exactly. like, you need to go to the hospital. I'm, <laughs> just let me know what room you in and, and I'll bring my Bible and I'm going to come in there and we're going to exactly. work it out. You exactly. know what But he's going to say, get up. you better get up out of here with that. You know what I'm That's saying? Right. Like, That's because right. he's, but why? Because That's he's not qualified, qualified. No? to put it back together. Exactly. He's not qualified to take care of it. He's not qualified to, to diagnose. Exactly. He's not qualified to do any of that. That's right. right but if you that's but great. the problem is not if you just pray it away you know it's going to happen to the arm it's going to yeah. get infected and, and it's going to spread
1: exactly
0: this exactly. is the same thing that happens with mental health yes. if you don't take care of it
1: exactly right?
2: yes. because
0: then at some point yes. you become very delusional to your own mental health that's the other thing it's just it becomes a norm
1: it becomes it's enormous. norm. this is okay it's okay to be Thanks. ill to be ill you're walking around with an illness, and you don't have to. Oh, I don't want to say you don't have to. Some people have chronic mental illness that, yes, it will yes. exist, but yes. they can have tools to to manage it. Right. Just like people Correct. take medication to manage. Again, I'll Their use diabetes. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> right, right, right. Hypertension. You take medication to manage it. If you have chronic depression. Or you have bipolar disorder that you're experiencing symptoms and, and it's severe. You're you're going to need something to help you manage it. Why suffer in silence? Why walk around feeling horrible every day when you don't have
0: to? Right. When they can go see somebody like you who is is qualified, certified, right. yeah. has degrees, PhDs. She teaches this. She teaches now. You know yeah. what I'm saying? So those these are the type of people that we need that we need to get to who actually right. look like us that's right and who understand us right? right so i'm glad that you said that because if with you being a christian yeah. right that that means a lot because therefore if you're a christian and yeah. you're a therapist that means you believe in therapy and you yeah. believe in god and that's two right. of those worlds can exist
2: they can right
0: and you can do both and you can yeah. still be a Christian you're not gonna be no backslider mm. if, if you go to therapy like <laughs> you're all. gonna be okay yeah you're gonna be all right <laughs> and weird. and and get the help you need it doesn't mean that you're not a man or woman of faith
2: exactly. it doesn't mean that no, it, it
0: just doesn't. It, it it just means that you have faith
2: yeah
0: and now you, and now you're putting the and now you're putting the work in
1: you're doing on yourself. Exactly.
0: right and sometimes Absolutely. all you gotta do is pray to God to find to send you the right therapist.
1: There you go. Just
0: like you do for the doctors or for the surgeons or whatever it is that you got going on or the right right. job opportunity. Oh, Lord, give me the right job opportunity. But when it comes to mental health, no, I can't do that.
1: Exactly. Exactly. That's the truth. And he will guide. He will show you who you need, who's going to be that vessel to help you find the answers that you need. And that's probably I think the biggest thing that people don't realize that therapy and God do go hand in hand, just like you said, and they don't have to be two separate entities, they can work together. Um, Because like I said, again, I'm here, I I do this, I've been doing this for almost 16 years, and I plan on doing it for another Sixty, seventy, eighty. If I can, God willing.
0: <laughs> and it is, and 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 your clients are blessed to have you, and your student and your students are very blessed to have you um, in in the work that you're doing because it is much needed for our community too. Especially, uh, it's like I always say, rep, rep, representation does matter, and you're a great representation of what it looks like. You know, to be a therapist in the community, spiritual and a therapist, and you're doing both. You're walking in it. Um, so that's so that's really amazing. So when it comes mm-hmm. to triggers, <laughs> another okay. one of my favorite topics. Um <laughs> yeah. so recognizing and responding to triggers, right? Mm-hmm. As a person that is, is counseling consistently,
1: mm-hmm.
0: we are all like we are always responding to triggers
1: yeah.
0: that we may not know of.
1: Right.
0: And So how, first question is, Mm -hmm. how do you get your, your clients to recognize their own triggers? Because that, to me, that's so important for us to know what our triggers, to recognize our triggers, know what they are. So that now we can respond to them accordingly. But what do you, but what do you say about triggers and, and about recognizing those, those triggers and learning how to recognize when you are being triggered?
1: Yeah. Well, one of the things that I can actually say is that when we talk about triggers, no, people don't often <laughs> identify what's triggering them. They're just, like you said, responding. And what that response is, is maladaptive behavior. And so what that maladaptive behavior is them maybe acting out in a way that uh, is contrary to how maybe they feel in the moment. Maybe they're reacting or overreacting. Maybe they're um, hostile, we talked about a little bit earlier, or aggressive, angry, um, that maladaptive behavior is not progressing. And and that's something that I kind of have a conversation with my clients about, like, this behavior or this reaction. Well, let's talk about why you reacted that way. Well, I was just mad. Well, step back. <laughs> why? We have to really go back and assess why did you respond? Why did you act out or behave? Because it often that that response um, to a trigger is not positive. It's not a good response. Often it's maladaptive. It's something that's not helping you. It's not Mm -hmm. uh, it, it. Yeah, it's just not a positive response. So we have to go back and we have to try to figure out and it's like putting puzzle pieces together. You know, chicken or egg? What came first? And we have to figure out really what that causation was. And sometimes that trigger wasn't necessarily your your son or daughter, you know, throwing, I don't know, dropping the milk on the floor. It wasn't that. Might've been something that happened when you were four or five or six or seven that your mom responded to you in a way, or your dad responded to you in a way or something happened to you. And that could be triggering or bringing something up. And it's interesting because it could be anything that can trigger you know, something from the past. So when we talk uh, about PTSD, that's one of the um, diagnosis or rather disorders that someone could experience a lot of triggers from something that happened to them that was traumatic. So we just, um, again, it's like puzzle pieces. We have to go back and as a therapist, I have to kind of help the client because they're not always aware of uh, what happened or sometimes people don't remember because they blocked it. So wow. something's so traumatic, people can, you know, block that out, block that memory right. out. And so it's almost like someone who has amnesia. They can't remember, you know, what happened. So sometimes it's, it's, it's a process of really helping them get to a place where they can make sense of, wow, it wasn't my son or daughter dropping that or doing that or behaving. It was actually something that happened to me earlier, or it was something that was was said to me earlier that caused oh, wow. me to respond or react this way. So really looking at that maladaptive behavior and then kind of making sense and assessing that, the behavior, that response, we have to really look at that closely.
0: So when you say maladaptive, um, mm-hmm. you know, listen, you got you, you got a PhD. Now everybody got a PhD. <laughs> that, was, that was a PhD word. Um, for, for people who don't know what that is. No problem. Just just expound on that a little bit because people might be like, oh, mal, no mal- what? Adaptive malpractice? Okay, <laughs> oh, or, or maladaptive? All right, so what is that? So what is, express a little bit what that is.
1: So in a very short, easy way of understanding, maladaptive is any type of behavior that is, can be harmful, can be unhelpful, um, can be negative, and you're reacting Mm. this way. So example would be um, being hostile. That could be maladaptive behavior, being uh, overly aggressive. physical altercations, uh, anything like that, that's harmful, unhelpful, not benefiting you, that is doing the opposite of what you would actually need it to do for you to um, be progressing or doing well in life. That's what that maladaptive behavior could be. Um, So even if we talked about coping skills, maladaptive behavior would be not using coping skills um Mm. doing the opposite of using coping skills and using positive tools you would be kind of engaging in maladaptive behavior
0: thank you you're welcome appreciate that 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 clarification i caught that and and i was like yes i don't know some people not gonna know what that is no
1: worries (laughs) no worries sorry
0: about that no no of course not no um no it's really good it's really good to know that um so when it comes to you know for us in the community we talked a little bit about it earlier just about how you know women a lot of times they have you know they're great at expressing themselves getting it out sometimes not in a healthy way um but they get it out right um (laughs) but when it comes to your friends your family your spouses Mm -hmm. how important is it for us to begin to really give people safe spaces And, and and i mean that in the sense of really have a safe space and mean it not 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 like oh yeah you can always come and talk to me then yeah no i, I can't i can't get you on the phone i mean how can we start cultivating real life yeah. like safe spaces for our people and not to the detriment of our own mental health um right. i just mean how can we really begin to say hey listen you do have a safe space here yeah, and that's welcomed right and it, it doesn't matter what you say what you yeah. tell me right like Exactly. as long as you get it out because i always say what's the point of being able to party with your friends you go right. drinking with your friends you, vac- you you vacation with your friends right. all these things but they're suffering in silence and then yeah. god forbid so something happens to them you gonna like you know, i was just out with them like the other yeah. day like yeah. they look so happy like we were all popping bottles and drinking and on vacation and, or whatever that is yeah i had no clue absolutely,
1: absolutely. right
0: yeah um like, how do we, like, how do we begin to give our friends and families and spouses safe spaces? Um, it's, I, I just feel like it's, it's, it's so necessary. Yeah. Um, I give all of my friends safe, safe spaces They already you know, I get calls all the time. Like, yeah. I so sometimes I turn my phone on silent. I was like, all right, cool. I just need to talk to you. But I'd rather them call me and talk sure. to me than me sure. look at them in a casket. Yeah. That's exactly. my thing.
1: You know exactly. what I'm saying? It's so important, yeah. that is so mm-hmm. important. I think that we have to just, having conversations, number one, just dialogue, just dialogue. It, it doesn't even, that safe space, I think sometimes we think that it, it has to be more um, extensive than it needs to be. Right. It's literally, come talk to me. Like, let's li- literally talk, just, you know, if you need me to listen and not say anything, I can do that. This is a judgment-free zone just listen sometimes people just need someone to listen now with therapy it's a little different because we say you know you're going to come in of course I'm going to listen but we're also going to do some work
2: yeah (laughs) 100% they're
1: coming to therapy and they're just going to vent and leave or yeah it's not therapy I don't know bad therapy but (laughs) yeah (laughs) exactly (laughs) but but really for that safe space listening having dialogue, communicating, just open that door. And I think that if people are willing to walk through that door and you're willing to open it up for them, that's creating that space, that atmosphere for conversation where it can take place, where change can really begin to occur within our community. But I think it's we have to talk. We have to have conversations like what we're having right now. This uh-huh. honestly is so great because we're, we're talking about all of those things that people don't want to talk about they want to ignore pretend it doesn't exist especially in our community Mm -hmm. we have to stop it we have to get out of that frame of mind that we can't have conversations like this african americans deal with this stuff too you
0: know all the time
1: and and at a, a different rate because of all the trauma that occurred you know since we arrived in the United States, there's been a lot of trauma. And so, am I getting back to the safe space?
2: Yeah, yeah. No, no, <laughs> yeah, please, that, whatever.
1: I think literally just having dialogue and just having conversations that creates an environment that creates an open environment. And that's all that's really needed. It doesn't have to be let's mm-hmm. have a, a sit down and sit at the campfire. And we don't have to be. Yeah, yeah, right? yeah,
0: yeah, yeah. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Just make
1: yourself available
0: and be wow. Because I, I think you know, one of the eye-opening things for me a couple of years ago, I, you know, one of my best friends, she, you know, she was talking to me, and then she was like, "So, Terrence, so how was your soul today?" Hmm. I said,
1: hmm. "Wow!"
0: I said, "Damn!" I said, "I was like, it, it, it made me stop and think a wow. little bit more because, because normally, how you doing? Sure, fine." fine i'm good and that's the end right. of the conversation and then you right. move on to whatever nonsense that right. you guys are going to talk about at, at, at that right. time but this made me think about well how is my soul today like how am i feeling yeah. and then it, right. it sparked something in me and, and i said man you gotta stop stop asking generic questions
1: exactly right? That, exactly right
0: like that doesn't exactly. make us think that makes us robotic, yeah. like, oh, oh, how you doing? Fine, next, and then you guys keep going, but but I'm not fine.
1: It's not open-ended, it's it's very right. closed-ended. You can say yes or no, good or bad, fine, not fine. <laughs> it's, you're not exp- expounding on anything. But that, right. that question right there that she asked you was amazing because it opens the door to dialogue, but on a different level.
0: Yeah. You know? And it made me, and it, and it made you think, like, mm-hmm. "Wow, like, like, how is my soul today? How am I feeling?" Correct. How, and then it made me feel mm-hmm. like she actually cared about my soul, exactly. and that's the other thing—not yeah. just, "Oh, how was the day? How was work?" That's like exactly. normal question. But when she it hit is. me with the, "Yeah, how yo, was how your soul? Like, how are you doing? How is your soul today?" Exactly. I said, "Man, I, I was like, I was thinking, like, man, how, how is my soul today?" Exactly. I said, "I don't." Wow, and it made me. Feel different, and then we opened up about a lot more things. And I'm like, well, yeah. you know, maybe I've been going through this and that, like whatever. But like, we're so trained to to just say, "I'm good,
2: exactly. I'm straight, exactly. I'm good." Like
0: that, that's yeah. that. But that comes with that robotic question exactly. of just how you just just how you're doing, right? Absolutely. So, absolutely, so I think like sw- switching yeah. it up sometimes on your people can kind of like, oh, oh, well, sure. let me stop and think about that because absolutely. now I might have to give a different response.
1: Yeah. Right? Absolutely and just and digging digging from there digging a little deep deeper probing that's right mm-hmm. and just really you know when someone asks a question like that it like you said they care and they really want to know they really want to know how uh, about your well-being how are you doing are you sure you're okay well,
0: Exactly. What's going on? Exactly. Those are the
1: questions that show that someone cares and that they're genuine and that's what we do need to have more of. So you're right. It is about the the way that we interrogate and we ask questions. Um, it's it's about the genuineness also behind those questions, and it's just the open door for the dialogue, for the conversation to take place. I think it mm-hmm. makes a big difference um, because it's not pass and go. It, it's literally right. let's let's talk.
0: Especially for men, like is those the type of questions that hit different because yeah. it hits us differently. Like with women, yeah. some, some, sometimes it's like. I asked my person, oh yo, how you doing? Yeah. Terrorists, you won't believe. <laughs> and I'm just like, I'm just like, okay, so it's gonna be one of those. Exactly. All right. Okay. Exactly. but <laughs> But with men, it's like, yo, how you doing? Straight and good. Straight,
2: exactly. I'm
0: yeah. good. I'm always good. You know what <laughs> I mean? But deep down inside you crying. Deep down inside you're angry. Deep down inside you're you're mm-hmm. discouraged,
2: mm-hmm. right? a,
0: a lot. Asking different questions to people can actually hit them a little different and say, "Wow, like this this person asked me because they actually really care." And exactly. most men feel like, and most men feel like they're not really cared about, no. like except for what no. they can bring, or like, or if they're at a party, exactly. or if they're at this, and then it's exactly. like, "Oh, look at me, I'm this," and that's yeah. when they feel the most cared for. But deep sure. down inside, they're broken, Exactly. Right? And
1: carrying, um, carrying those bags, just like. The bag lady carrying, <laughs> yep,
0: carrying those yeah. bags,
1: yeah,
0: right, and but but appearing to be amazing on sure. the outside, and yeah. you might be in the best of shapes, you might have all the the muscle or whatever that is, the money too, yeah, but like inwardly, yeah. you could be crumbling, and nobody around you would know, exactly. because they only can care about what you bring to the table, exactly. right.
1: And those are the and individuals that are battling suicidal
0: uh, ideation exactly. oftentimes. Wow. 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 Yeah. That's, wow. And so, like, yeah. you really have to check on your strong friends. And, too, yes. that's the yes, other thing. you do. People I'm like curious. you. <laughs> people, nah, I'm, I'm no, curious. people who are in the field. Yeah. You know, who are doing work because yeah. – a lot of people who do this work, whether it be therapists or coaches, or whatever the case is, they have their their the empaths, they have empathy, yeah. like they really, they really take on a yeah. lot of people's stuff.
2: Yeah, right. <laughs> not
0: it's good. not. Yeah, you know, not but that's why people say check on check on those friends right. because they need it too, because truth yeah. be told, and I'm just speaking from experience, just from me personally, yeah. like being younger and being an empath and just having a lot of empathy for people and just wanting to help all the time.
1: Sure.
0: It gave me a very it gave me a superman complex. And it gave me this this thing that I could take on anything and everyone's stuff. Right, And it just and I was like, Oh listen, man, I I, I was like, you know, God never gave me more, more than I, I could bear. Mm. Put it on me. I'm I'm here. Like and I and I and I would carry that type Mm -hmm. of Superman complex like where I'm I'm just flying in to save everybody's day. And so like until it hit a point like my body was starting to break down a lot was just different things and different ailments Mm -hmm. and and -hmm. and just and you thinking about all the things that you've carried from not from not just you, your family, but then also everybody else's stuff that you're trying to fix. Exactly. And that uh, you're just piling on, and everybody's like, "Man, oh, Terrence, is like Mr. Terrence is like Mister Terrence is like Mister Fixer. He can do it all this stuff." And then, and then I had to learn,
1: yeah,
0: to turn it off.
1: There you go. You've got it. I
0: had to learn <laughs> how to turn that thing off because exactly. it was doing me like I would. I would get calls two, three, four in the morning. Like it would wake up my like interrupt different times of my sleep, like patterns and stuff like that. And I would just be all. Now like my phone yeah. be on silent 100% of the times. Um there you go. <laughs> like, that's right. And I'm just like and and I'm just like you know what I I I'm not that I can handle a lot but it doesn't yeah. mean I'm going to.
1: Exactly. I and
0: I know what I can handle now.
1: There you go. You can't do ever you can't be everything for everyone and that's why I think mm-hmm. uh, as a uh, as a therapist I feel like this is something <laughs> I overcame many years ago. It took me time. You know, especially when you're a novice uh, therapist and you're coming up into the, the field, and you think you have to because you're supposed mm-hmm. to. No, and so you know this is year fifteen for me. And balance, I think I'm the queen of balance, and this is what I try to teach my students, but my clients. But it's important because it's not you're not going to be any good for anybody, if, including yourself. But also, you're going to burn out, and that's the end. Once you're burnt out, you can't do this work anymore go find another career because this is not gonna be for you. But but just as you were saying, you know, I think that's the many fields. I think a lot of times people don't set boundaries and they try to take on too much and they try to do everything or be everything for everyone. And, and it's impossible, it's unrealistic as well. And what's gonna happen is, okay, if you're not gonna experience some degree of mental health from that, like depression or anxiety, your body is going to because the, the mind and the body work very much together i believe in the mind body connection yes your yes. body is going to suffer so you're going to have some type of as you were saying your body begins to break down and so if it's not up here it's going to happen somewhere throughout your body but you it, it's not worth it at the end no of
0: the day. i remember even from from me mm-hmm. going through certain things where i was just like because i was because i'm already a, a night owl with certain you know i know that's not good but I, i've been like a night owl since <laughs> i was since, since i was younger i've always just been like a night owl. i've never been like a morning person but i've always okay. been like a, i can stay up and do work till like three or four in the morning like oh, wow. i'm like that yeah. person like I, I, I get my ideas and i'm like oh yeah, yeah. it's like two <laughs> in the morning i'm now? just like yeah like you know like but I remember I would burn, burn, burn myself out so much that I would just drop asleep for hours. Like I would just drop asleep. Like I would hit my couch and like I don't wake up for hours. And I'm like, you know, that's not that's not good, you know. And I'm like, you know, it just it just seems like every once in a while my body would would say, "Hey,
2: yeah, I'm done." Yeah,
0: and I and I'll be like, "Wow." Okay, so now I'm starting to understand. You know, like
2: Absolutely.
0: you have to drop drop the superhero complex. You gotta get rid of that stuff. Cause I mean, I've been mm-hmm. I've been the type of person that I, I remember being on the phone with my friends at the age of fourteen, fifteen, solving problems. Since I was that young. Like yeah. it's always yeah. in that thing, like yeah. I'm I'm gonna yeah. solve that. I got you, I'm, I'm gonna get that. This is what yeah. you need to do. I'm gonna come with people for two hours, like, yeah. yeah. And it felt like so fast forward, you know, now where I, I'm in coaching, and, and, and I'm like, go figure, like you know, wow. like it's what I was doing, right? you know, when I was 15 exactly. years old, right? <laughs> um, you amazing. know, um, yeah, I didn't know that at the time. <laughs> I, I thought I was just being nice and helping people, but
2: You're you know, but
0: <laughs> yeah, it's something I've always loved to do, right? right, right. Um, <laughs> but it did, but it did create a lot of things in in me to where. Even in relationships, I started to form relationships all, all times, even in the dating world, with people that I, I knew I, that I needed to fix, that needed help all the time. Sure, sure. which created a lot of weird dynamics even for me, yeah. right? Because now I'm taking that superhero complex into relationships, and I'm like, Absolutely. there's nothing I can't fix." There's nothing I can't fix. Um come on, man. It's me, man. Not really understanding, nah bro, you can't fix that. It's either exactly. therapist gotta fix it or God gotta fix it. That's but right. you but you cannot fix behavior certain no. behaviors like that. Because no. number one, they have to want it. And a lot exactly. of times you're in situations where they don't want it. Right? And so that's it's and then true. that's where this comes in. That's yes. where this comes in. Exactly. Um, that's the truth. So, so you know. I said I said to say, check on your strong friends and you strong people out there mm-hmm. lose the superhero complex. Like you exactly. can't fix everything. Nope. Let
1: it go. Don't
0: do what I did. <laughs> Don't do what I did. Please. Yeah. I'm just I just yeah. want to save y'all the headaches from now. Exactly. Listen. <laughs> you know, because true. what what you said is true. Your body does react to stress. Your it body does react to, to trauma. Exactly. And it comes out a lot in a lot of forms in sickness too.
1: Exactly so,
0: an illness, you know, it does. people dying of heart attacks, have brain aneurysms, yes, all types that's of stuff. Right.
1: That's right. Cancer, all types of diseases form because of, of taking on too much, stressing yourself mm-hmm. out. It's just so connected. So we have to be careful. When we talk about holistic approaches, it really is that mind and body. When we talk about wellness. It's the mind and the, mind and the body. It's not getting physically healthy and going to the gym and eating well. It's getting this right up here, too.
0: Uh, I'm telling you, if people were to get paid, like how these social media, like, um, I would say influencers or, mm-hmm. like, like fitness models, yeah, if people were to get paid like that for mental mm-hmm. health, mm-hmm. people would be doing mental health. Exactly. You know what I'm saying? People would be, like, doing that. <laughs> But everything, exactly. a lot of it is get, shape in, six, get, get in shape in 60 days, exactly. get this beach body diet, do this diet. Exactly. Like, do the, it, it's, it's a lot of that stuff, you know, because people want to look
1: good, good. Yeah. but not
0: actually be well.
1: No, not feel right? so well. Absolutely. It's all about appearance a lot of times. It's not about what's going on inside of the person. Um, and, and their mental well-being but it's like do I look good because if I look good then you'll assume that I must be feeling good and that can be a complete lie
0: and that is often the oh.
1: lie and the story people tell themselves and they're walking around as we were saying a little earlier they're walking around broken they're walking around with strongholds they're walking around with trauma that they've never dealt with or never never thought to deal with and they're walking around with all of this baggage yet they look good you know. Mm. Hair done, nails
0: done, everything <laughs> <breaking down>. did. <laughs> Absolutely broken,
1: broken inside.
0: Wow. So, so how do we? So how do we begin to break these generational traumas? You know what I'm saying? Like, mm. like, like the great Tasha <laughs> Cobb yeah. said, "Break every chain."
2: Yeah. You
0: know what <laughs> I mean? Like, how do we begin to? how do we begin to kind of break these generational traumas? Um, I think that's something that's super important, um, yeah. yeah. you know, for us, if we want to start to heal yes. our homes and, and children and all, mm-hmm. of the, it, it's a lot that goes on with these generational traumas that get passed mm-hmm. on. And I think the world health organization describes mental health as, as one of the ways it's to be able to cope with the daily stresses mm-hmm. of life. That's yeah. one of, that's, that's one of their definitions yeah. of, Good mental health is is being able to deal with the normal stress of life. But I always said, listen, that's nice, but that needs to be rewritten, World Health Organization, if you're watching. (laughs) Because... Then, or, or at least, add a separate section for us, Black yeah. folk, because guess what? We don't deal with the normal stresses of life. A lot of us are born into the red when it comes in, into mental health. So a lot of us can't just deal with the normal stresses of life because my yeah. my normal stresses of life ain't your normal exactly. stresses of, of life. Exactly. So so actually. we got to really rewrite those it's things for 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 us because this completely different.
1: Yeah, it is absolutely. I mean, ooh, there's so many. There are so many areas to attack when we talk about generational trauma or multi generational uh, oppression that's carried from one, one generation to the next, multi generationally, as however we want to look at it. Um, there's this theory, multi generational transmission um, of oppression, I want to say, or of trauma. I can't remember it, so I apologize if I just said the name incorrect, but really just looking at what you just said. You know, how we pass down these experiences of trauma from one generation to the next and, and the mm-hmm. impact it has. And so, one of the things I think we can begin to do is we talked about safe spaces. We need to begin to have that in our families. We need to stop saying, mm-hmm. like, everything is okay, number one. Um, and, and let's get real, because everything is not okay. Everything is not, you know, we, we, let, let me backtrack. We shouldn't ignore everything. I think that's something that happens in, in the black families or black family system is that we ignore a lot of things. And so we see things, there's a pink elephant standing in the middle of the room and we're just like looking around it, just pretend it's not there. And you see it right there, but nobody wants to say anything. Nobody wants to do anything. Especially if you have a family member that's suffering and nobody wants to, to admit that the person has a problem. the person has something going on whether it's mental illness or maybe they're dealing uh, another form of mental illness addiction maybe they're dealing with that Mm
2: -hmm. something Mm -hmm. we
1: want to like look around and pretend it's not there and allow our family members to suffer in silence because we don't want to deal with it or
0: yes
1: it'll make the family look bad or you know that that one right there
0: uh-huh. That one right there. And maybe if y'all open your mouth, then honestly, it'll explode some of the predators that's in your family. But that's another yeah. conversation. For another day. I'll let yeah. you continue. I apologize. Yeah,
1: no, that's the truth. That's the truth. <laughs> that's the truth. Mm-hmm. Whole oh, another conversation. Mm-hmm. The generational. There are so many movies that have been created. I can't think of one off the top of my head. I um, guess I can. Like, women That Aren't Loose. And I haven't seen that movie okay. in a long time, but that really talked about trauma and, and childhood trauma. And there are so many other films, um, independent films that have been made that speak to that um, mm-hmm. in the Black community. And it's so real. Oftentimes films are made because of reality, things that are actually happening. And so yes. it's the truth. And I, I feel like sometimes filmmakers use it as a way to tell the story because it's not being told. We're not exposing right. this stuff. We're not talking about this stuff. So Exactly. I often even in my classes, I show a lot of films because I say, you know, sometimes we don't often have the words to express. So let That's me show dope. you this film and then let's talk about it.
0: <laughs> That's dope.
1: You know, because I like approaches that. the subject. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But but the truth is that we ignore a lot in the in the black community. We ignore a lot. We pretend like a lot of things are not happening. And so I think I'm gonna backtrack because I think that's number one. We have to get real and we have to start admitting that there are things happening within our families and we have to point them out. You know, start right there. Call it out. Call it what it is. Let's stop pretending that things are Mm -hmm. fine because they're not. And only then can you begin to move forward um, and, and begin to make progress. But if you're ignoring it and you're pretending that there's nothing happening, then where do you go from there? You don't go anywhere, except it gets passed on to the next generation and they do the same thing that you did. Um,
2: Uh.
1: There's just so many elements. Um, You know, I'm thinking off the top of my head um, because I I taught, a lot of the times when I'm speaking, it it kind of reminds me of a class that I taught or something that I was teaching my students, but I was teaching a multicultural counseling class uh, last semester, spring semester. And one of the things that I told my students was, Um, which they've never heard of, Uh, just because of the demographics of my students, they were not familiar with a lot of things happening amongst uh, the black community. So I taught them about, you know, light skin versus dark skin and how that creates trauma. And so when you're sitting with a client that's African-American, you have to Mm -hmm. realize that something like this, a conversation surrounding that might come up. But when I talk about trauma, even that topic brings up a lot of trauma in our community, based on how well, people have been, you know, treated because of skin well, tone, and that happens, you know, in other cultures as well. But within the Black community, it's so strong, and there have been a lot of shows that have come out just about the trauma surrounding that. Um, and so there, there's just so much. There's so much, but I think expressing and talking about what's going on and what you're feeling. Um, number one, admitting that there's a problem and, and stop ignoring it. <laughs> number two, let's, let's create that safe space, like we talked about earlier, to be able to talk amongst the family. Let's create a community where we can have dialogue and no one's being told, you know, be quiet. Don't talk, uh, don't talk that way. I don't want to hear yes. that because that's often the thing. You, you begin to speak and someone says, they, you know, shut you down or reject you. And you're going to clam mm-hmm. up. You're going to shut down yourself. So we want to create that open space where we can have conversations about how I'm feeling or, or or what's going on or or what's wrong or this is the problem that we need to tackle. Having an open conversation once something is admitted, once something is no longer being ignored, I think is really important. Um, but I think it's, it's, it's a process. And I think just step one, honestly, is the most troubling for me because that is the, the piece that most families don't want to broach. They don't want to admit, they don't want to begin to tackle the issue at hand, whatever that may be. Uh-huh. You know, There could be so many, um, they don't want to tackle it. So it's like, really, where do you begin? So unfortunately, there, I think there's always going to be, because it's systemic, um, so sticking to how they feel, but I think there has to be a generation that says I'm going to be the change. Uh, you know, some, uh, some generations are just set in their ways and they're like, this is how I was taught and this is what I believe and this is how I feel and okay, you're entitled to that and you're entitled to feel however you want to feel but if it's, if it's hurting you and, <laughs> and, and you're okay with that, I can't judge you but I'm going to do something different. And that's really wow. what the next generation has to do, be the change so that it doesn't get passed on and somebody has to be a part of that
0: change Mm -hmm. yeah you know i love i love the old school but not everything from the old school is great yeah you know i I think we've evolved a lot
1: exactly you know
0: um and sometimes when you don't adapt and evolve
2: you kind of bring the same
0: old values and you know because I don't know if you know, yeah. um you know the Toys R Us story. But even with yeah. the Toys R Us, you know, the, they had a chance to get in with Amazon early for fulfillment and distribution.
1: Oh, that I didn't and, know. And
0: they, yeah, and they said yeah. no. I'm, I'm Toys R Us. I don't want to grow up. I'm a Toys right. R Us kid. Right, right, right. <laughs> right. Where are they now?
1: No longer in business.
0: <laughs> where's them? And where's Amazon?
1: in business and <laughs> big business
0: big business <laughs> big 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 business yes, biggest in the are. game yes they are wow. right right so you had these old school ways of doing yeah. things yeah right yeah but you couldn't see the evolution like you couldn't see that that they need to be changed you couldn't yeah. see that hey listen the way that they do fulfillment is is the way for the future yeah
1: yeah exactly
0: now you're out of business so exactly. and they still all the you know what i'm saying so yeah, exactly.
1: so
0: there's always room for evolution always. there's always room always. For, for mixing it up you yeah. can do both you can have some you know have some of your old school body, but then know when to branch out and say oh okay like i need to expand my mind exactly. expand some of the things that i'm doing i can't be afraid of change that's another thing Folks are stuck in their ways. That's just who I am. That's That's just how God made me to be. Mm -hmm. And it's just like, yeah, but you can adapt and you can change as well so that you can extend your life.
1: Absolutely. Because
0: sometimes sometimes when you don't (laughs) have the ability to adapt, you you perish.
1: You perish. Exactly. Exactly. Either your business
0: perish or Mm -hmm. you physically perish because you can't adapt to the things around you.
1: No. You know? Exactly. And that's the downfall of a lot of people that inability to kind of be flexible. So many people are inflexible when it comes to so many things, whether it's behaviors, whether it's train of thought, whatever mm-hmm. this is how I feel, this is how I've, I've been doing things, this is just me. And mm-hmm. if it's maladaptive, we we'll use that, that, that word again. Say that PhD <laughs> word again, yes. If it's maladaptive, it's hurting you. It's not helping you. And But if that's how you want to live your life by all means, do so, but I'm always saying you know when it comes to the next generation that there had there's going to be one person, at least one that's going to bring that change that there gonna is want that change mm. um, so that that's what we can hope for
0: wow. That's- and I feel like if more older folks were able to adapt, we, would, we wouldn't have a lot of these problems we have to, today.
1: Exactly. No, we wouldn't. And we, we wouldn't.
0: still talking about the same old stuff we, that we're talking about exactly. right now.
1: Exactly, yes.
0: Right? Yes, I, it's we unbelievable are. we're still talking about women's rights. It's unbelievable in that we're still talking about this in exactly. 2022.
2: Exactly.
0: Because, because we have old
1: people yeah.
0: that... um. Yeah. that can't adapt yeah. and that one thing back the way that it was and, exactly. and a lot of other things involved another concept in front of the day but nevertheless it's comes from that mentality
1: exactly right? yes it does and,
0: and these are the things that we're talking about that you just you can't change and, and, exactly. and if you can't change at, at some point you will be pushed out
1: you will and, and the next generation will take over because they've been willing or able or wanting to change they're mm-hmm. welcoming change and mm-hmm. so yeah things do change regardless whether you're gonna you're gonna go with mm-hmm. it or not that's your choice
0: and and, and I, I think it comes with the ability or lack of rather of to mix up your your routine i think you know how like i'm
1: so sorry i paused
0: everybody goes sm- you paused Can you, you good to... yeah okay, yeah
1: i paused sorry yeah
0: no nah, no it's okay um I feel like a lot of times it's it's the inability to kind of change your routine. So you kind of go with this same routine every single day for like 30 years. And then it's like, uh, you'd yeah. be 60 and, and you can't change any routines. So, oh, this is how I make my bed. This is how I do this every day. This exactly. is how I got to do it. This is how I got to right. do my kitchen. This is how I got to do my bathroom. This is how That's I got to. Right. Right. And then you become very just mm, exactly. like, you, like just stuck in yes. everything. This is the route I take to work. I can't change the <laughs> route to work. This is what I do. Like, and it's oh like sometimes if you're not allowed to change yes. your routine, sometimes yes. when you take a new routine, it, it could prevent you from, from crashing on, Ex- on, on that same right. old routine.
1: Exactly. Right? Exactly. They always
0: tell women don't yes. take the same route home.
1: That's right. Exactly. Why? Switch it up. Exactly exactly absolutely because people are
0: going to get to know yeah oh, they're going to you. find go home yeah. at this time at this time okay okay exactly. i'll be waiting right? right but then if you start taking another ride home you're confusing people you're like yeah. oh man i don't know what should you take home anymore sometimes nice. it's like you gotta switch it up a little bit I'm, i'm not saying don't have discipline don't have certain things i'm just saying sometimes you got to be willing to switch up your mind a little bit about the stuff that you do to get a different result
1: absolutely it's necessary change is inevitable and life is going to change regardless if you want it to or not um and i think that older generations have seen that whether or not they you know are addressing it life has changed that's another
0: story Life big time
1: yeah and it's going to keep changing life is different
0: (laughs) Life you know? is different out here. Mine's life is different changed. out here. Life has <laughs> changed since I was
1: little. You know, I'm sure you can relate. Life has changed a whole lot. <laughs> like
0: Life's very different. Life right? is very different. Right? I don't know who told me to be in a rush to be an adult. I
2: know. Um
0: I don't I don't it's I have no clue, I but know. I but I regret that. <laughs> i I regret that a lot. Um I know. It, it's and it's something that I think that our community see. I, I love the work that you're doing because I do like they, these. These are the conversations that our community really needs needs yeah. to have,
1: definitely,
0: right? And and definitely. needs to hear from somebody yeah. that looks like them.
2: Yeah.
0: Um, yeah. I'm gonna pause here, and I, I want to know about your book. Talk talk to oh. me about, about your book. I want to know more about it. Yeah. Um, and and. Because I want people to 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 support. I like oh, to read, as you can see, so yeah. I want to support it too. Oh, you know, um,
1: you.
0: Yeah, 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 yeah. So, what is this book about?
1: So I-, I wish I had it in front of me. Oh, I do. Maybe I can grab it in a minute. Um, the book is called yeah. "Riley's Worry Away," a children's book about worry, and it is a book about this little girl named Riley who is dealing with a whole lot of anxiety symptoms. She's so not full mm. on anxiety yet because she's a child, but. Um, she's trying to figure out ways to deal with her worries so she's trying to find different tools on her own but nothing's working and eventually she talks to her mom and finds a great way to kind of help eliminate the stressors or the anxiety the symptoms of worry rather or rather the the symptoms of anxiety that she's experiencing and successfully she does at the end of the book but I wanted to make this book that um, you know, the characters African-American, African-American little girl, but it's a book that's open to all children. Um, even adults have found this book to be helpful because it's just yeah. an easy read, a simple yes. read. It rhymes. Um, really, really simple. But so the purpose of the book really was to just help encourage conversation. I'm really big on mm-hmm. conversations and dialogue, but really yep. to encourage conversation between children, their parents, children and teachers, children and wow. their guardians. Um, wow. about what they're feeling because again as we've been talking about this entire time we don't express ourselves enough and so I figured this would be a great way to invite an open expressing um, oneself through you know conversation between a child and their uh, a- adults in their lives and That's amazing. so if we start young children don't have to necessarily experience severe anxiety symptoms, because they started talking about it when they were four, five, six, seven. And so that was really wow. the goal, to really encourage conversation between children and adults um, about how the child's feeling.
0: Wonderful. And where, and, and where can we get this book?
1: It's available through Amazon, Barnes and Nobles, Target, I think Walmart right now, um, all mm-hmm. the major retailers. So if you just google Wonderful. riley's worry away you'll find it or... riley's
0: worry away yeah i love it i love it i love <laughs> Thank it you um i think that'll help a lot of a lot of adults and kids yes. Uh, yes. obviously um, <laughs> You know, because we got the books for, you know, the regular books that we used to, um, you know, get. I remember um, back in the day, I'm, again, I feel like I'm dating myself, where I used, to,
2: <laughs>
0: okay. I used to be in the book club and used to get Pizza Hut for, like, I you know. I remember that. I think it was Book It or something like that. I used to get a star <laughs> or something like that. Yeah, Book It or something like that. They need to have that and Book It. They need to have that over to something and Book It for a lot, for a lot of these, you. for a lot of these.
1: Oh, that was incredible. I love that. It really encouraged reading, you get excited, and then you get rewarded, so.
0: (laughs) I used to, listen, for those pizzas, I was gonna read anything. (laughs) You better understand, right? (laughs) For 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 those personal pan pizzas when I was younger, I said, I will read anything you want during the summertime.
1: Exactly. I didn't care. I I remember that. I really do.
0: (laughs) Yeah. I I, I mean, we need to... we got to find a way. To, I don't know if that's still a thing, but um, we got to see if you can bring that back and put this yeah. book out there like that, too. Right. That could that be that. an idea. <laughs> I
2: would love that. that why not? <laughs> right? You know,
0: I, I think that's something. I mean, can, can you imagine that if, there, if this program is still out, which I, I'm, right. I'm not sure if it is, but if, right. the program, if you can get schools, if you can get this book in the hands of schools yes. across the United States, yes. can, can, can you imagine?
1: That would be amazing the conversations that would take place the dialogue that would happen children just opening up and and just speaking to kids uh just reading the book at a couple of different barnes and nobles locally kids have spoken up and said you know i i experience anxiety i've gone to schools and i've talked and shared the book and yeah. they they yeah. get it they get it but just they want to be able to talk about it um and so this is just that one way that the subject is broached and Uh, Just to get encouraged conversation surrounding feelings and emotions.
0: Wow, that is amazing. Um, Thank you. And I encourage everybody to go support this amazing Black therapist. Thank
2: you. um, (laughs) And
0: going out and getting this book. I will be getting this book and I will be telling people about this book. Um, so and, and once I get it, I will put it on on my page and, oh, and, and we're going to get the word out. We're going to get the word out there um, it. because it, it is necessary that kids get this book too um, because they yeah. go through a lot of things and they get good gifts and toys and all that stuff, but to get yeah. something like this ahead of time yeah. can save their life. That's um right. and it can save a lot of other people's lives. Heck, it could exactly. save adult adults' life, sure. too. You know, cause sure. a, a lot of us like simple reads at this point. Everything in, as an adult seems complicated and I tough. Know. Like the last thing you want to come know. come home to is like I, I got the uh, um I remember when the Obama book came out and I got yes. Obama and I got it and I was no. like No. I was like I was like I was like, I'm so tired. I was like I know. I said, how many pages? I was like, 500. Oh, I was like, oh. I was like, oh man. I was like, all right. I said, let me let yes. me get started on on, on this like a, 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 another day. But you come right. home, you read that, you Absolutely. read your book, and it's just like, I, I, I have the <laughs> mental capacity right. to deal with this, you know, listen like, listen like right? You know, like like this. Is, yeah, yeah. Obama could have split that book up in like three different <laughs> books: part one, two, and three. I would probably put all four, but it, you gotta you gotta give me that in like. Little, little doses, Dosis. man. I was yeah. just like, I was, yeah. I was like, Woop. I said, you had a lot to say, but I love him though. Um,
2: yeah, yes. I, yes. I
0: love him though. Yes. Want to meet him Absolutely. one day. Um, no. <laughs> <laughs> so if somebody wants to, to book your services, yeah. um, is it only in New Jersey? Can, uh, can you work or cause I, I, I yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah.
1: Like, okay. <laughs> that was a quick one. I'm licensed in New Jersey, yeah. so outside of state lines, I'm not licensed in any other state at this time. Um, however, my counseling organization is working on uh, some degree of uh, the counseling compact, which is some degree of reciprocity. So we'll see if New Jersey um, becomes a part of that in the future.
0: Which is interesting because especially with COVID and everything else, yeah. everything is virtual. You yes, know, so it it, it's so it's interesting. So it's yes. just like,
2: yeah. Why
0: couldn't I if, I if I found a therapist in Jersey? Right. Why wouldn't I want to like right. you know that's that that especially yes. virtual Nowadays, yes. like why wouldn't I want to just do this? Yeah, you know. So that's that's interesting that it's still that way.
1: Yes. The only caveat with that, um, which I I kind of understand, is that. Uh, for ethical reasons in other states, we may not be knowledgeable about their laws when it comes to um, certain like hospitalizations and, you know, the local Ooh. hospitals. So if we needed to contact um, someone because we were fearful that they were going to harm themselves, well, who do we contact in their area? Um, oh, okay. Okay. I didn't, I didn't think about ethically that. come up. So that, that would be the only okay. thing. But if we can find out that information, let's say we have a client down in Um, South Carolina and we can get all of the information we need there's no problem there are a lot of counselors that are um, licensed in other states as well Um, you just have to have that information available so yeah Hmm. that would be the only caveat I think that could you know create Mm -hmm. challenges but if you get that information I I wish there was
0: a system in place for that
1: yeah and maybe something they're working on too (laughs) They should. Yes, they should. You
0: yes. probably got enough money. They should. Yes. Um, <laughs> <laughs> let's work on that. You that know what I right, mean? Right, right. Oh, man. Because it should. should be about helping people. It shouldn't be sure. about barriers and state sure. lines. You know, exactly. like, let's help people. Like, exactly. let's help people. That's it's right. just like if, if right. somebody fell ill in New Jersey and they're from New York, that's doctor's not going to say, they're from New Jersey. Right. We can't, can't help you. We yeah. possibly can't help you.
2: Exactly. God bless
0: to exactly. see you in Jersey. You know, like, exactly. no, like we gotta help these people yeah that's great yeah wow
1: i agree
0: Mm, okay that could be something okay great great oh oh, that's good to know so if somebody saw the process of getting into therapy
2: yeah
0: um what does that look like okay so it's like all right you, you you said all right i made the decision yeah i'm gonna go
1: yeah yeah now what Sorry, I paused. I think I'm getting low on battery, so I'm just going to plug it in.
0: <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah.
1: <laughs> so I apologize. It's letting no, me know okay. I have about 10% left. So I'm just going to oh, get Oh, yeah. 10. <laughs> <laughs> um, but I can, while I plug this in, I can still talk. Um, yeah. Basically, one of the things that it would be important to do is to look towards your insurance provider. Um, Mm -hmm. see if they have a listing. They often, well, rather, they always have a a listing of uh, providers in the area uh, close Mm to you that are available. Um, And then you can also, if you don't want to go through your insurance provider, you can contact psychology today. That's the site that I highly recommend. They have a lot of information about uh, therapists in your area. You can review their information. Yes. They're really, really helpful. I'm on psychology today as well. they provide information about their practice, about specializations, insurances uh, that they accept or don't accept, um, fees, uh, maybe their website information is up there. That's how you can get a good view of the therapist, and then you can also make contact with them. I also rather before making contact, go to their website, take a look at their website, make sure that you know they 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 might be able to meet your needs by just reading a little bit about them um, and about the work that they do. Um, then one of the things you can also look for is to see if the therapist provides a free consultation um mm. that would be really great because then you can see if it's a good fit between you and the therapist and sometimes it's not um but sometimes they do provide that that free consultation maybe 30 minutes maybe it's like a 10 minute phone call uh everybody's very really mm-hmm. different when it comes to that yeah um should you find that you you know have found someone and you've made contact and you've scheduled an appointment the first step would be an intake session uh, which be would be the initial appointment where you're going to meet With the therapist, they're going to ask you a lot of questions about yourself, a lot about your presenting problem, what's bringing you into therapy. They're going to ask you information about your history, um, social history, medical history, family history, um, educational history, any history of addictions, any history of, um, you know, anything you can think of, any history of trauma, any history of abuse, they'll, they'll ask you everything. And the reason is not to, to be really, you know, just wanting to know all invasive. your business. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah. It's really to find out how can I better assist you? I need to know what's going on first so that I can decide, you know, you know, with you, collaborate with you and find the best route to, to help you. Um, from that intake assessment, Uh, the therapist and the client will work on goals. So they'll identify goals for treatment. Normally it's in collaboration. So the therapist, uh, I, I know as a counselor, we don't say these are gonna be your goals. This is what you're gonna do. No, we work with you and we collaborate and we decide together what's going to be the best route to move forward. So you develop goals for treatment and then you just begin to move forward with working on those goals. And once those goals are achieved, you can move uh, towards discharge um, because you should hopefully be in a much better place at that, that time, once the goals have been met. And that's therapy awesome. in a uh, you nutshell. Know, okay. yeah.
0: <laughs> Wonderful. Um, I, I know you do a lot of uh, philanthropic work, so um, that's really awesome as well. Tell us about Thank some you. of the, um, the philanthropic work that you do.
1: Oh, I just, Pretty much with my book, I would say Um, that's been really helping me get out in my community a lot more, speaking at schools, speaking at local events, Um, between uh, well, maybe prior to COVID, my husband and I hosted an event where we, uh, it was called Refocus Your Vision, and we did mind, body, and soul and so we talked about each of those issues we had a nutritionist come to the event and we just tried to tackle each of those different issues um so looked at the mind looked at the body how can we nourish it how can we make it healthier and then looked at the spiritual piece the soul and of course I did the mind um Mm -hmm. but really just finding ways to help people Uh, Because I think, again, like what we're doing today, this is amazing. This is what we need to be doing more of, having conversations, approaching subjects that no one wants to talk about. But really, that's the work that I do. If someone asks me to come and speak about mental health or just wellness or something related to relationships or anything related to um, people's well-being, I'm here, and that's why I do the work that I do. So awesome. I, I do a awesome. lot of speaking engagements just to get out and talk about this type of, um, mm-hmm. topics and these types of, uh, rather these types of topics and this type of information, just try to get it out there.
0: That's wonderful. And, Thank um, you. we'll talk, and we'll talk offline. Um, yeah. you know, there's things that I'm already brainstorming, think that I was going to do that I'm going to do, yeah. um, to bring, you know, this platform live. Yeah. Um, yeah. In, in in a different way. Okay. Um but we'll talk about that. Oh, you know, you know, We're we'll talking about oh, all <laughs> oh, 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 yeah, 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 We'll talk. Um, good. um, because I think that this this type of conversation needs to be included in a lot in in everything. Exactly. Like, like, like this, like this is a different thing. Um and that's, that's why great. what they are doing is so incredible and it's so important for for uh, for us.
2: Thank you. Right. Yeah.
0: Um and for you to take the time out to come on the show to be with me here. Oh. Uh out of, out of your day, you know, and I am sure, pleasure. you know, I out of your husband's day, so say thank you. Uh and, and <laughs> hello, I, pre- I appreciate it. I, I really do appreciate it. Thank um you. but we'll definitely talk and I really That's do appreciate great. you coming on, on on the show. Please thank we're going to go out and support you and try to get this book out. Thank um, you. Yeah, um because thank you definitely so need much. to be supported and uh Thank you for all of the work that you're doing. Thank really you so appreciate
1: much it. Thank you
0: for having me. I really appreciate this, and I enjoyed it. Thank you. Absolutely. So much. Thank you for Oh, um, I just jumped on. What was the topic? Oh, uh, the topic was uh, mental health wealth. Yeah. 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 We done dove in. We done dove in. We started at eight o'clock, and we I think we went a little over what we were That's supposed okay. to. That's okay. <laughs> I don't mind because I can this talk.
1: Great. <laughs> me too. Um, me
0: too. Absolutely. Oh, um, oh, tell them about oh wants to know about the book. Oh, the uh, book is called book.
1: Worry Away. If you want, you can go right onto my website, drlorinixon.com. D R L O R I N I X O N.com. Uh, there's a tab you can click on. It has all the information about my book. It's a children's book about worry. Mm-hmm. Barnes and Nobles, Amazon, Target.com. Love it. <laughs> I believe Love Walmart, it. also. Thank you.
2: All
0: of it tell 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 your friends like get like yes. get it for for baby shower gifts yes. get it for birthday <laughs> gifts like like you know yes. we really gotta support you know thank we you. we really gotta support this movement because it's definitely necessary and it's definitely needed Absolutely. you know and we gotta support the person who's actually doing the work too thank you know you. what I'm saying you
1: know I what I mean so it. definitely
0: appreciate this and uh thank you for coming on and I'll talk to you soon it's
1: dr laurie Nixon
0: Dot com. Dr. Laurie Nixon.com. Nixon, like
1: <laughs>
0: yes. Dr. Laurie Nixon.com.
2: Yes. That's okay. <laughs> no worries. All
0: good. All good. <laughs> Listen, Dr. Laurie, it was an honor Thanks and a pleasure so to have Karen. this conversation with you.
1: It was and wonderful. I'm,
0: I'm sure it won't be the last time.
1: No, no. We'll <laughs> definitely continue to collaborate. But thank you so much again for having me and for creating this platform. Um, This is wonderful, and I support what you're doing. Um, Thank you. Keep it up. Keep it up. Thank you. Very necessary.
2: Definitely appreciate it. (laughs) All right. Thank you. All
1: right. Thank you. Have a good night. Thank you, everyone, for tuning in. (laughs) Absolutely. All right. Take care. Bye-bye.
0: Yes, and that is a wrap. Appreciate y'all for tuning in uh, to this episode of Conversation of the Heart next episode will be Sunday, July 10th. Um, and it's going to be about everything about relationships. You <sighs> don't want to miss that one, but, uh, yeah, um, definitely appreciate you guys. Thank you so much for tuning in. Always remember therapy is for men too, and God and therapy do both. It's your boy Tito. Peace. <laughs>